Hello, welcome to Vibrant Life Allies, the podcast that introduces you to coaches, entrepreneurs, and other experts who can help you live life vibrantly. I'm your host, Lisa the Life Coach. I am a master certified life coach specializing in anxiety, perfectionism, imposter syndrome, things of that nature. And today I had a fabulous guest on and you know, she hit a lot of things that I'm very interested in. So it was it was fun for me. And I know it will be for you as well. Um, Carly is a millennial success coach, certified life coach and a personal fitness trainer. That's kind of my things success anxiety. I'm also into fitness, even though I don't coach on that. So I was very excited to dig in with her. And she did a fabulous job, you know, talking about the things that she's been through and how that helped her learn about mindset and how that affects you in your life. And you know, she helps people now with mindset fitness and finance and bringing your mindset together in in all those areas so that you can rise up to the next level to where you want to be and and achieve your goals. And it was really fascinating, very helpful to hear her talk about her experience and the things that she has been through and then how, you know, she helps others. So I know that you're going to enjoy it, and I hope that you will carry with you something from it, and I know for me, it is to tune out the noise. So enjoy the episode and finding out what tune out the noise means, (laughs) and get out there and live life vibrantly. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Vibrant Life Allies. I am very happy to get to know today's guest and share her message with you as well. Carly, uh, thanks for being here today. And how about introducing yourself to everyone? Hey, thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here. My name is Carly. I am a millennial success expert, a certified life coach, and a certified personal trainer. So a bit about how I got into all of that. I started in the fitness industry about nine years ago. And through the course of that, I just really loved helping people transform and change and grow in the realm of fitness. And I started to see that through my coaching, I was also helping people grow through their mindset. And as I just was living my life and leading by example, and the way that I carry myself was helping people grow in a greater sense than just fitness. So over time, it's evolved from just personal training now to really overall life coaching and helping people take their life to that next level. So that's a bit about me and what I do. Thank you for sharing that. So a lot of questions. I got to figure out where I want to start here. I also have a fascination and an interest in fitness. And I know that part of that was related to my own struggles and anxiety about my body image. Um, Did you experience any of that in your fitness journey or you just always just been into fitness for health sake? Oh, hundred percent. A hundred percent. So my fitness journey really started for me as like a coping mechanism for my anxiety and for these mental health things I started experiencing when I was younger. And I feel like mental health wasn't really at the place then that it is now. That was like 12 years ago-ish. And so I didn't really know where to turn. I didn't really have a family that was super emotional and loving. And in our family, it was kind of like, you don't talk about your problems, you just get shit done. (laughs) And so I didn't have anywhere to go. So I started with working out. And it actually started out for me really, really toxic. So I was bulimic for about the first six years of my journey and bulimic in the sense of actually physically purging and just over-exercising. So I would come home from school every day. In high school, I would go to the gym for like an hour and a half, two hours. I would then go to swim practice for another two hours. And then I would come home and run every night anywhere from like three to 10 miles. I would come home and eat a huge meal and then I would throw it all up. And that was how it was for a very long time. 
And I still was looking good though. I was uh, really small. I never had like weight problems or health problems necessarily. I just was a smaller person. I ate like pretty okay growing up, but I still wanted to be skinnier. I still wanted to be smaller. And uh, through all of that, I was getting smaller, but I was still kind of building muscle. And a lot of people started telling me like, oh, you look really good. They didn't know how I was doing things or like the unhealthy approach I had, but they were like, you look really good. And I cared so much what other people thought that I was like, oh my God, other people think I look good. Like I need to stick with this. So it started out really unhealthy and over time has transformed. So how that kind of happened is uh, when they told me like, oh, you look really good. Um, I started doing things a little bit differently and started working out like in the weight section of the gym and not just like the leg press machines and the girls section. And a lot of people in my hometown growing up did uh, bodybuilding competitions and I had a friend that had done one and she was like oh you would be really good at this you should do it so when I was 16 I started prepping for my first competition and that completely transformed fitness for me because you have to stay on a diet and you have to eat all of your meals and not throw them up you have to do certain kinds of workouts to shape your physique a certain way your cardio is restricted to a certain amount so i couldn't really over exercise i couldn't really binge and purge my meals anymore and things became really structured for me and in that i started to not only look insanely better and i was now building like this bodybuilding physique but i mentally started to change so much because i was learning about fitness and i was learning about nutrition and i was learning like hey there's another way and you can still get the same if not better results and be a lot mentally better because of it so it started out as a coping mechanism turned into a tool that i was able to use to really change not only my physical self but my mindset and i have stuck with it ever since i still compete in uh, bodybuilding to this day and now i'm like taking that to the pro level so, oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize that you did the bodybuilding competition still. I think that's yeah. amazing. That's like something I dreamed about when I would work out back in the day, but I'm not that committed to that particular, <laughs> particularly. That's cool though. Cause you know yourself, you know, you know what I'm not willing to put in what this requires. Cause it's a lot. And a lot of people aren't willing to admit that. And they drive themselves crazy trying to do something that's not meant for them. So that's good. You're able to recognize that. I just will admire those of you who it does work for. <laughs> there you go. That's how I feel with certain things as well, like artists. I'm like, that looks so cool, but I could never sit and paint for hours. But I mean, I also, you know, really love that you were able to keep with something that had some negatives for you. You know, like some people, they're afraid that that structure will still be a part of punishment or restriction. So how does that work for you with your mindset as far as not feeling restricted by the structure of the, of the bodybuilding? Yeah, yeah. I think that's a really good question because you do see a lot, a lot of people say it's very harmful because it's so restrictive and I completely see where they're coming from. I think for me, I just had a different experience with it, right? So my mindset around it is entirely different because for me, not having the structure is more harmful than having the structure. When I don't have the structure is when I get really crazy about food and like, I'll still have times. I feel like an eating disorder doesn't necessarily go away. It just becomes something that's like less loud. And so I'll still right. have times where 
food can be challenging for me. But once I'm able to apply that knowledge and put that structure back into it for me, it just makes it something that isn't taking up so much space in my mind. And so it just is a lot easier and clearer for me because I find that if I'm having to think about what am I going to eat? What am I going to, it just kind of drives me crazy to where I go back into that eating disorder mindset in a way. Whereas if I'm like, I know exactly what I'm going to eat. I have a structure. I have a plan. I just feel really clear on things and it takes up way less energy in my mind and in my day and uh, actually can make it a lot better. So I think it kind of just has to do with like a perspective and the way that you use it. I have gotten to a place now where like I can have more flexibility because I have a better mindset toward it. But at first it definitely was like, I have to do things this way now because this works for me really good. So it was kind of going back into that extreme mindset toward things, but I have been doing it for about nine years now. So over the years, that mindset has just developed more and more to where now I can have the structure when I need it. And on days that I don't have the structure, it's not like as big of an issue for me and I'm able to have a better mindset around the food. That makes sense. You know, you still have the structure that you need, but it's it's built around healthy goals. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of one of the good things that, well, one of the many good things that weightlifting did for me is you do have to eat more. If you want to try and build muscle, I particularly, my body's not a fan of building muscle. <laughs> so it's very hard for me. And so I have to like, you have to eat this much protein if you know, don't, if you don't want to waste the weightlifting. Um, so yeah. I know that if I hadn't got into that, I would have never, you know, the idea of like wanting to gain weight, which is something that I have now done intentionally yeah, several times that would have never been a, a thing for me, you know, if I hadn't got into weightlifting. So it gave me some good structure and balance in, in the way that I saw food. Cause I was like, food is good. It's going to help me get to my goals. I like what you said too, with like intentionally gaining weight. Cause I feel like that's not talked about very often. A lot of people talking about weight loss, but I think you and I are the same where we struggle more with like keeping our size. And I think that's important to be touched on too, because it's like shamed in a way. So skinny girls are like, Oh, I'm skinny, but it still can be just as unhealthy. For sure. I did macros for a long time, but I had okay. gotten through a break completely off of it. Not really thinking about it at all. And that combined with a new medication I was taking, I go to the doctor and find out that I have high blood sugar. And even, even the doctor's like, I'm going through that right now. That's actually really funny. I'm going through that right now. And I share it with my uh, personal training clients because I always like to educate them. So a lot of my training clients are with me to lose weight. And so I like to explain just the science of everything with them. And I'm like, Hey, so I actually have really high blood sugar right now. I'm having to watch my, and they're like, no way I wouldn't even be able to tell. And so it's cool to be able to teach people about that stuff. Cause yeah, it could still happen on both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. My doctor was like, you, you don't fit what people would think that that, yeah. you know, would happen to, but it, it, those are the numbers that's happening. And I was like, well, well, we'll work it out. And I worked on it and I have gotten it back down <laughs> into the, the right range for now. But, you know, it, it is important to understand that we all have our health issues at whatever weight size mm -hmm. or maybe even fitness level that we might be at. Yeah. I think understanding too, to just be able to tune out the noise and look at your health for what it is for you. I find a lot of people are like, oh, I saw this, I saw this, I saw this. I think this applies to me. I think this, and it's like, go figure out what it really is. Tune out the noise and just focus on what you and your body needs. I like that, tune out the noise. And that reminds me of, you know, what you said as well with the disordered eating, you know, that it just might not be as loud. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something important with, you know, any kind of coaching. Um, like I do the anxiety coaching and 
it's understanding that when you have anxiety and things like this, it doesn't mean that we're eliminating it. You're a human being. There's going to be struggles in your life, but you can learn, you know, how to live with it, how to lessen it or make it not be loud. So that it's not like always yeah. the loudest thing in your head. I love I like that. that. I love that. <laughs> I always talk about how it's not about removing it. It's about managing it. It's about building a relationship with it. Like, hey, this is something that's going to be here with me, you know, so I better get to know you and how we're going to vibe together. Right. That's important. And getting along with it, that's what actually makes it where it's not chronic anxiety. It's like, oh, sometimes I have anxiety and it's happening right now. Okay. Oh my goodness. I have such a good little like anecdote to share on this in particular. So I struggle with anxiety quite a bit, anxiety and OCD in particular. And this morning I have just been like experiencing the overwhelm of entrepreneurship. And um, I was like, oh my gosh, I have this podcast this morning. Like I'm so mentally fried. I have like nothing to offer for this. And I like started getting really bad anxiety and um, I was able to stop and pause and like say some affirmations and manage it and like get back to a place like, okay, you're fine. And in the past, that would not have been the case. I would have just gone into a spiral and just been a complete mess. I've actually had an experience where I had a panic attack before doing a podcast one time. And I continued to have a panic attack in the podcast and walked out in the middle of it when we were filming. So just a little side note on anxiety and the difference between like what it really looks like to be able to manage it because it really did use to control my life in that way. And no, I have not removed it. It is still there. I still experienced it this morning, but I was able to manage it and here I am. So. Right. And thank you so much for, for sharing that because anybody that's listening would not have guessed that you had, you know, progressed that far or that you had any anxiety about this at all. Cause you sound fine. <laughs> so I, I think that that that's important, especially with social media and all now because we're we're always looking at other people and thinking that they are never experiencing these struggles but we're just not seeing them you know yeah. and even even if it's a coach it's not that they don't have it anymore it's just that they have the tools to manage it when it does come up so you know, maybe they have less times where they have to walk out in the middle of their podcast. <laughs> yeah. I heard from one of my mentors a while back that with time, not just in relation to anxiety, but like a lot of things, as you start to heal and work on yourself, the frequency, the intensity and the duration lessens. So right. again, it's not that they go away, but the frequency, the intensity and the duration are quite a bit less than they would have been before. So I always really like to reflect back on that and think on that. Exactly. And, and it's real, it's very important to remember that because a lot of times when people are new to, to doing any kind of mindset work, they think that anytime they do have maybe a panic attack or something like that, that it's like, like a setback. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, no, it's not, a, it's not a setback. It's that's what's happening. Part right of the now. Journey. Yeah. Part of the healing. <laughs> so what does it mean to be a millennial success coach? So I, Touch specifically on areas of mindset, fitness, and finance, uh, kind of as like a well-rounded approach to creating the success in your life that you truly desire and what that really looks like to you. So I help people to, first off, heal their relationship with their anxiety. I work mostly with a lot of people with anxiety and OCD, stuff like that. Not a trained therapist, but as a life coach perspective. So helping to manage the relationship with that and then uncover what success really does look like to them. So a lot of times we have really misperceived ideas of what that looks like to us and we don't even realize it from our family or friends or society. So again, being able to tune out the noise and really get clear on that and then create 
create a action plan to actually make that happen through improving your mindset and your daily lifestyle practices, creating a routine for success, improving your fitness practices. And I don't really give people any more like as a fitness coach, I would be like, here's your diet plan. Here's your workout plan. I now teach people, okay, this is who you are. This is how you can create a nutrition and workout plan to fit your lifestyle and your goals. And again, what success looks like for you in your fitness world. And also on the topic of finance, I help people to, again, create a financial structure and system for their life that works for them. So, you know, if you want to make a lot of money, how can we figure out how to make that happen long-term for you. Or if you just want to be able to have a savings for your kids when they go to college, how can we make that work for you if you need to work on budgeting and managing things better? So again, not from a like financial advising perspective, but from a life coaching standpoint and my own personal experience with finance to yeah, just create like a well-rounded picture of the tools you need to really create the success you truly desire. I like that you have those key areas, which, you know, mindset is going to come up in, in fitness and finance, but I think that I would have loved it, you know, when I was younger, if somebody would have come along (laughs) then and been like, hi, I'm going to help you with your mindset, your fitness and your financial goals. Yes. Sign me up. Yeah. I would love that's kind of how it uh, was inspired for me. I was in this uh, pretty dark place actually earlier this year and I've been fitness coaching for a while now. And I was like, I'm feeling so unfulfilled in this. And I was praying. I'm not like religious, but I just kind of is like a spiritual connection for me. So I was praying and I was like, I really need to figure out like, why am I feeling so off? Like, I love what I do, but why am I feeling so off? And I started to realize I just wanted to help people do more. And so I thought about where was I a few years ago? What could I really have benefited from? How can I really relate and connect to people? Because that's the way you help people the best. And I was like, just slowly over the course of the next few weeks kind of came up with this. And I was like, oh my God, this is it. Like, this is exactly that thing I wish I would have had. And I talked to people about it and got some feedback. And a lot of people were like, yeah, that's something really valuable to help a lot of people out. Like you said, when you're like in your younger 20s, you're like, I wish I had someone that was just like, here, I'm going to help you do this. So kind of inspired that idea for me. And that's fantastic. And those are all very important areas in our lives, but they're not things that we actually normally get education in. You might, you know, have courses or things you could do as far as fitness and and financial goals, but those are both things that the, the stuff on paper, like when you write someone a workout or write them a diet plan, give it to them is not, that's not all there is to it. There's a lot of what's going on in that person's head that actually determines whether or not they do what's on the paper and the results that they would get from it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's more on like the educational side, like how can I teach you about money management so that you can figure out how to do it for yourself? How can I teach you about fitness so that you can figure out how to do it for yourself? Because as a coach, I've never wanted people to rely on me for the rest of their life. I've always wanted to educate. I know kind of speaking back on my fitness journey, Uh, what really changed it for me is when I did educate myself, when I started bodybuilding and I started learning things, I was like, oh crap, (laughs) this is like so valuable because I can now use this in so many different ways than just this plan my coach gave me that one time. So I really aim to do that with other people. I'm actually creating a course right now that's launching next month on all of those topics. Um, That way it can be something since as a coach, I only have so much capacity to give. It's something that people can purchase and do on their own time going over all of those things again from like that educational standpoint of really teaching them how they can do it for themselves. Right. And I I love that, you know, when you said about defining success, because, you know, knowing what it is that 
you're really after in each of those areas. That's key to finding a plan that fits, you know, something that actually works for you. Just, I want to be fit and look a certain way, or I want to have a bunch of money. Those thoughts don't really, you know, motivate and sustain plans (laughs) to meet your goals in those areas. No, I agree. I think a lot of times this idea of success we have, the only thing we know is material success, but there's so many other pillars of success. And I do believe that physical success can be a part of it. I think it looks different for everyone as to what they really want, but there's so much more than just the physical, than just the how financially stable are you or what does your daily life look like? There's the emotional success. There's the spiritual success. There's a relational success, those kinds of things as well that I think are important to touch on. Right. So then what kind of of person is it that would benefit from working with you? Everyone. Um, But, you know, who is it that that you, you know, work with or that this program that you're coming out with would really benefit? Like what kind of person? Yeah, no, I think that's a good question. I would say anyone that is in the age range of like 18 to 35, feeling pretty stuck in life. Maybe you find yourself constantly going through this cycle of like anxiety, depression, feeling like you finally got shit together and then it doesn't. And then you kind of derail everything and you're just ready to finally get clear and follow your dreams and have it actually pan out for you this time and not just get lost and confused in the process. So yeah, definitely those kinds of people. I love turning people away. It's funny that you say, oh, I work with everyone. I'm like, no, I do not work with everyone. I cannot help everyone. If I can't help you, I like to be honest about that so I can help you find out what you really need. So if that is you and you're feeling really stuck and you're ready to get out of that cycle, then I am for you. And, and I like, you know, kind of what you were describing there. That's probably how I would have described myself before I found coaching. But if you have like this goal that you've been going at, over and over for a long time and you're not getting there for me that's why I'm like that's a sign that a coach might be helpful for you in that area so I love that and we will put your information in the show notes but what are some ways they can connect with you to learn more yeah my main way of connection right now is definitely going to be through Instagram at Misfit Carls I think I'm super cute with my play on words there (laughs) Um, Misfit being M-I-S-S Fit Carls Yeah. So that's my main point of contact. I do have Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all of the things. So if you'd like to stay connected, I will be on there at some point, but Instagram has all my info, all that good stuff on there. My links to my websites, how to contact me, ways to work with me. I like to keep my Instagram pretty organized. So everything is all in one place for you guys. Do you have like any final thoughts that you would share with someone who is maybe struggling with their ideas about success or maybe where they are right now in their life as far as their fitness or their financial goals? I will share a piece of advice that was given to me years ago and I think is one of the best pieces of advice that I have ever been given. You've heard me say it a few times already is to tune out the noise. If you're feeling really stuck and you are just in that place where you're kind of just like, what the F and you're over it. You need to take some time to tune out the noise and really think deeply so that you can get clear on what it is that you really want and really getting rid of all the stuff in your life. That's not serving that because if you're happy and you're feeling stuck, it's likely because you're spending your time and energy doing things that you're just running on autopilot doing. So then how would you define noise? Noise being things you see on social media, things you're hearing from friends, things you're hearing from family, TV shows, podcasts, um, even positive things. 
any sort of right. noise that's not coming from your internal self is external influence. And a lot of times we are unintentionally being influenced by that stuff. And so it takes some serious deep thought to sit there and like tune all of that out. Be like, okay, what thoughts are really mine? What's really me? And sometimes that's a process too. You don't just sit down one day and you're like Buddha and you're like, I got this shit figured out. Cool, we're good. <laughs> it's a gradual like daily awareness of kind of thing until you really get clear on it, which I think is what coaching can help with. So yeah, I, I see that a lot. We don't tend to ask ourselves, what do I really want? Because we're listening to all that input, some of it from our own thoughts, but from, you know, outside sources a lot. And sometimes for myself, I know this, and I hear this a lot with clients. They, they're like, what do I want? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, you might have to sit with it a minute before you, you know, the answer, but that that's sometimes what, what comes up at first. That's, I, I don't know what I want. I don't ask. Yeah. So I, I love that tune out the noise and I love all that you've shared today. I could probably keep asking you questions about it forever, but I will wrap it up with what you said about tuning out the noise. And for anyone who this is connected with and you're interested in reaching out to Carly to learn more, you can find her on Instagram, like she said, and then we'll have that information in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for, for being here today, Carly. And Thank you everyone for listening and I hope that you enjoyed it and just get out there and live more vibrantly.